Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the week three preview of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Bronco cornerback, Super Bowl 50 champion, all decade cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, happy Friday, man. Good to see yes, you. You yes, got a big guest yes, for the show. I know, man. Doing good. And uh, I'm excited about this week. It's going to be a great matchup. It's a lot of great uh, football going on this weekend. So we got to have it. This is the got to have it game. So I know. Let's get into it. Yeah, we were talking just before the show about the personal implications of this game uh, going down to Miami. This was one of the games, Chris, that you and I had circled earlier uh, before the season as one of those games that is going to be really tough and is a really tough uh, first quarter game, as you would say. Um, the personal implications of this game. Vic Fangio yeah. is the defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, as everyone knows. Uh, Bradley Chubb, who was traded from Denver to Miami last year for the first round pick that eventually became head coach Sean Payton. This is a this this has the feel of like a we're we're going to come at you with everything we got game. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, the Dolphins, I don't know when last time they started out three and oh, so this will be a good uh, start for them. Uh, You know that um, Fangio definitely wants to dominate the offense. You know, he wants to – he's going against the head coach pretty much. Yeah. Sean Payton's yeah. the OC. So, um, it's head coach versus head coach, you know. So, that's going to be a great <laughs> matchup. Um, then also, you know, Chubb, you know, he hadn't had that really coming out party this season. Yeah. You know, that sack party. So, he's probably looking at this game like this is the game I come out, you know, put everybody on notice that I'm I'm worth that $100 million. So, because um, yeah. right now you would say – some people would say he hadn't showed that yet. So this yep. should be a good game. If I'm Chubb, I'm trying to uh, have a good revenge game and try to have that coming out party, coming out game versus the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Chubb, that first round pick, the fifth overall pick by the Broncos uh, back when, you know, the the whole idea was to pair him with Vaughn and and kind of have that, the rekindling of the D-Ware Vaughn days with Vaughn kind of taking over that D-Ware role. And it just kind of yeah. never seemed to pan out, you know, it, it Vaughn was going through his own injury stuff uh, and, and he was getting double teamed a lot more that first season though, the rookie season yeah. with Chubb and Vaughn, man, that was crazy. They were going off and and that was what really got us excited about, okay, maybe yeah. there's something to this. Uh, but he had his own injuries. I mean, tearing that ACL against Jacksonville a few years back, that was, that's tough. He tried to play through it, man. It, but that's one of those things that you, you just can't play through, especially at that position. Uh, Chris, you right. played under uh, Vic Fangio. You were in Fangio's defense. You were also in Vance Joseph's defense. So right. I, I think for the for the average fan, you know, it, I think they get a grip of like Fangio runs a, a too high look. You know, that's the the key phrase that everybody's wanting to use nowadays is the too high look. But can you kind of give us a little more insight into what Fangio's defensive scheme would look like against a team like Sean Payton's Broncos? Oh, definitely. You know, um, Coach Fangio, like you said, he likes to show the too high, and then he'll creep the safety down late. You yeah. know, uh, when it comes to the 3-4, uh, Vance Joseph and Fangio are the same. You know, they run the same thing in the base. 
Now, when you get to um, nickel, now that's where you can see Coach Joseph might have a little bit more exotic things. You know, Coach Fangio, he, he's more by the book, really, when it comes yeah. to third down. He can't get exotic. He has he has every defensive a scheme that you can think of in his playbook, right? He has yeah. a He's been coaching forever. You know, it's nothing that he hasn't installed <laughs> in his system. So they have – it's the same thing, man. You know, it's just guys got to make plays. Who's a better play caller? Who's going to call the right call on the yeah. right down and have guys execute? You know, that's all when it comes down to it, man. It's, when it comes to those two guys, uh, the schemes are very similar. Uh, corners got to, you know, you got to play man. You're going to have to be on the yeah. island. You know, those guys in, in, in Miami are going to, they're going to play man. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, it's the best thing I would say for Russell and them to do is to take advantage of those big personnels. Get yep. the run game going and be able yep. to take those shots, man. You know, see yep. if Mims, see if Howard can run with Mims. You right. know, let's get this guy involved. You know, we got him involved. I think how many catches did he have? Three catches, he, three or four? Two catches. And this was the kicker, Chris. He only yeah. he he was only out there for seven snaps. Yeah, seven man. Come snaps. on. Get this seven guy involved, snaps. you know. And yeah. it, I mean, two the the fact that he's out there for only seven snaps gets two targets, two catches, and they're both huge plays. That wouldn't that say to you as like a as a coach, hey, maybe we got to put the ball in this guy's hands a little bit. I'm more. starting if I'm a coach, I'm calling every I'm starting to draw it up for him. <laughs> you know, Russ, what you want to run? You know what yeah. I mean? Let's get this guy open and some let's get him some reverses or give him those little toss sweeps that the Chiefs yeah. do, you know, let's get this guy the ball, you know, because he's killing them right now. You know, yeah. as a coach, you got to continue to Take advantage of your matchups. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, that doesn't happen all the time in the NFL. Uh, yeah. One person, Brady was the, the master of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If Brady seen a weakness, he would attack that weakness and attack that guy all game until you stopped it or until you took yeah. that kid out the game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, you know, that's what we have to do, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't treat, I wouldn't target uh, X too much, you know? Yeah. But the other side where Ramsey's not there, in the slot, we should have a field day with those guys. Judy should have a high game. And then Mims, yep. let's yep. get him involved, man. Yeah, I mean, if you're absolutely right. If they're going to play man, there's no better receiver in the league at getting separation than Jerry Judy. I mean, he's consistently yeah. been one of the best receivers in the league the last four years in getting separation, in yards of separation against man coverage. He was top last year. He was the best in the league at getting separation against man coverage. Right. If If – you're going into this game, if you're Sean Payton uh, and you're looking at this defense, which, side note, Chris, we talked about this being personal. Sean Payton watched last year from the comfort of his couch and mm -hmm. watched Vic Fangio's defense get copied around the league. And all he did, all he did was sit down with his little notebook and think of Vic Fangio beaters. That's all he did. So I feel like this game is going to be a shootout if they can execute on offense and the and the offensive line can hold against some really good uh really good pass rushers in Miami this could be a really high scoring game uh it, the the inexperience that they have right now in the secondary i mean cam smith is a rookie but he, loved cam smith coming out in this draft class i thought he was uber physical but again that's one of those dudes that's like you got to take advantage of that. If you got Cortland Sutton out yeah. there, you got Jerry Judy out there, you got Marvin Mims, take advantage of that. Um, on the other side, I think Washington's defense is tougher. 
I think yeah, oh yeah. Washington's up front was pretty they're 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 pretty tough, you know. Yeah. Uh, our weaknesses, you know, with our tackles, you know, yeah. that they got whooped. So if I'm yeah. Chubb, you know, we have to do a good job on Phillips and Chubb. That's gonna be a key matchup in the game. Yeah. Right. Because uh our tackles haven't won yet. So yeah. that's gonna be some good matchups in the game for sure. And and the surprise one too from watching the the game against New England last week, Andrew Van Ginkle, yeah. he, w- he yeah. was playing middle linebacker. And all of a sudden now he's rushing the passer and, and he looked good. Granted, New yeah. England's tackles, mm, not that great. They're struggling but, like ours, yeah. But I mean, if, if if there was any game for Mike McGlinchey to have like a bounce back game, it's got to be this one. Um, yeah. I want to go back to Chubb and yeah. you brought up our tackles. He'll be going up against his old teammate, Garrett Bowles, um, and I've, I've had a couple of conversations with Garrett in the past. I've, I've heard yeah. some things. Um, what would you, what would you say from your experience of watching these two guys go against each other, uh, in, in training camp? Cause you, you had the opportunity to see, see it up close and personal. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to give the advantage to Chubb on this one. Ah. Just watching it up and watching it up and close, you know, and yeah. seeing, uh, they always fight, you know. They always, <laughs> always fight. From practice, I don't think they liked each other, you know, from a couple so. years back. But uh, so it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a definitely, you know. Bose is gonna come at it. Hopefully, this game gives Bose a little bit more juice. He needs to yeah. get his swagger back, you know. I've seen yeah. Bose used to be. Bose came in the league as nasty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's bring that nasty edge back. You know, I'm not seeing that right now. I'm seeing like a, you know, a different Bowls right now. Maybe I might yeah. might need to shoot him a text or something. You know, you gotta let's get him on. Look, <laughs> let's you know, get him you, <laughs> you know, you were known coming out of Utah being nasty, a dirty, you know, mm-hmm. physical tackle. Yeah. Like you have somebody has to bring that edge to the offensive line. You know, who's gonna bring that? You know, uh, and that's what we need. We need that mentality set. You know, yeah. just to, somebody to bring the you kind of like how a Talib would do. You yeah. know, Talib yeah. a tone setter. Yeah. Okay, Sean Pay, we might get a fifteen yard penalty right here. We might. We'll right? eat it. We'll eat it. But Bowles just pancaked and you know, yeah, just dumped a, somebody real bad. You know, we just need something from the old line to be a tone setter that like we're gonna be here this game. Yeah, they gotta play with some fire. I mean, this is a yeah. team that's arguably one of the hottest teams in the league. Everybody's talking about them. We're seeing all the clips on Twitter of, you know, this great offensive scheme and, uh, and the defense is going to be playing lights out. Um, and and yeah. this, it, we've literally only talked about Chubb and Fangio right now, because that's the whole, yeah. from our point of view, that is the whole game is, is, is that yeah. mental state of this is a revenge game on so many different levels. It's, it could be a revenge game, for those offensive line guys. Hey, Bradley Chubb yeah. was a guy who we had to go up against in camp for all these years, and now he's playing mm-hmm. on the other side. This is our opportunity to really punch him in the mouth. Uh, and then, right. you know, Sean Payton is one of the smartest offensive play callers in the league uh, from a historical standpoint. Vic Fangio, one of the greater defensive minds in the league from a historical standpoint. This is going to be a battle of the juggernauts, and I don't think it's getting yeah. talked about enough in that sense. Uh, but Chris, let's get into our keys of the game. Uh, before we get into that, we do have a big guest for this show. David Bruton joins yes, us sir. in a minute for a conversation about life after football, what he thinks about the Denver Broncos. He got an up close and personal look at, 
at both of his former teams in Washington and Denver. So that's going to be a exciting conversation coming up. But Chris, let's get into the three keys of the game uh, for the Denver Broncos to win in Miami. Uh, you know, we talked about Fangio and Vic, and, and that is one of the big keys of the game. But I think the our first big key for success is you have to get the run game going. You have to get the run game going. Christian Wilkins is a dog. He, he's a really good defensive player, but there are holes in that uh, in that run defense. Right. They're not considered to be one of the better run defense uh, run defenses mm-hmm. in the league. They struggled against the Chargers. I think they gave up over 200 yards in rushing against the Chargers. It was one of the the best historical days uh, for rushing in the NFL ever, which was pretty insane. Um, so that gives us some hope. Maybe that run game can get going. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it has to get going because we got to feed off the play action um, yeah. this week. Um, we got to keep the ball away. We don't. We don't want to shoot out, right? Yeah. You were talking we about you think it that. could be a shootout. We, we don't, don't want to shoot it. out with Tua right now. The way our defense is playing, yeah. um, Justin's down. You know, yeah. um, we we got to possess the football, and I think we did a solid job of doing that the first half. Yeah. You know, um, last week, but we got to continue to do that the second half. And keep the ball out of Tua's hands. Don't limit this guy as much as possible of having the football because he's they're they're so hot right now. I think number one total offense, mm-hmm. number one in the pass, yeah. has the number one receiver in the league yeah. right now. That's on pace for two thousand yards. So we want to keep the ball out of out of his hands as possible right right now for sure. Yeah, well, I mean that that feeds into our other two points, right? Our, our other two yeah. keys of this game, and and. It's surprising. Like we have one yeah. <laughs> one key that's just offense, run the ball. The other two keys are okay, we have to stop the ball now. Uh yeah. our second key to the game, get pressure on Tua. We've struggled getting pressure on yeah. the quarterback in in the first two weeks. Last week was a little bit better. This week, let's see. I mean, is Nick Benito gonna have another good game is he going to have another strong performance they did sign his old running mate at oklahoma ronnie perkins so they get some more depth mm-hmm. on that uh in that pass rusher room with frank clark mm-hmm. being out i still i still want to see drew sanders out there let him go off the edge just a couple of times because randy gregory for all intents and purposes he's fine but he's just it's not the it factor that we want to see uh, what do you think? Do you, th- do you think that this is a chance for the Broncos to maybe come out and make a statement like, Hey, we're not, we're not a bad group. We just had a couple bad games. I think right now, um, this is definitely a key game. You know, I don't know if Taron Armstead, he's been injured, yeah, but yeah, I don't I know if he's coming back. Don't think, uh, he's he should be, game. Yeah, uh, hopefully he doesn't play cause yeah, hopefully. you know, he's one of the top tackles in the league. He's been yeah. shut down at the edge, you know, a tackle for a long time. So Hopefully he doesn't play. You know, that can give some some more pressure. But the thing what they're doing, they're designing their offense so Tua doesn't get hit. Pop passes, quick screens, quick throws, uh, getting the ball out fast over the middle, you know, spreading them out, making it quick, sending them in motion. You know, they're doing things to get get this guy to for so he doesn't get hit. Yeah. Right. That's the the scariest thing to the Miami Dolphins is getting Tua hurt. Yeah. Right. So they're getting it out. So our our, our uh, D line got to win fast. Our edge rushers got to win fast, and we got to yeah. find a way to get him down, right? Yeah. So the coverage and the, the the D line and the coverage have to work together 
in order to hit Tua. That's how it works. Yeah. If we if we can't cover these guys, he's not going to get hit. So yeah. we got to work together in this, and that's going to be a key, the pass game coverage yeah. and rush. I'll put them together, right, working hand-to-hand. Yeah. -hand. So uh, it's going to take some real teamwork this week for sure. Well, the last key, Chris, building off of that, stopping Tyreek Hill, I think we can all agree that yeah. that's the number one key. That's a matchup to watch for. Pat Sertan versus Tyreek Hill. I think this is the first time that we're really seeing this matchup. Uh, yeah. mean, juggernaut versus Juggernaut. I mean, that's kind of the theme of this game. Despite yeah. the Broncos being 0-2, there's so many key aspects that say this could, this could be a really good game of football. What are you going to be looking for specifically yeah. as a cornerback uh, for Pat Sertan versus Tyreek yeah. Hill? Oh, man, I know it's hard to follow him in his defense, but, you know, I I had to follow Tyreek Hill. So, hey, <laughs> if I had to follow him in my time, I, yeah. I want to see Patrick Sertan follow him. I want to see if yeah. he can cover him. This, is his, this to me, is a real, real test yeah. to see if you're one yeah. of the top guys in the league, right? Uh, because uh, he's not in KC no more where you got to see him twice a year. Right. Right now he's way over in Florida where you might see him mm -hmm. once every couple years, right? So yeah. I'm interested to see um, what this matchup is going to look like. And then we'll see if Pat Sertan shuts him down. He's clear number one it's to done. me. So, it's so I want to see him. I want to I want to see this matchup, man. It's going to be a, a great battle. Like you said, two juggernauts, you know, um, at receiver, you know, you see big receivers. You see small receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, you see Pat Sertan go against big receivers. Now it's time for him to see a small receiver. With a guy like Tyreek Hill, so I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to play out, man. Hopefully, we we need yeah. him to shut him down to oh, win yeah. the game, big so, big time. I mean, yeah. it's it's like, and we were talking about Tyreek's route running the other day. Like he's gotten so technical with his footwork and and his yeah. cuts and everything. And then you're going up against a guy like Pat Sertan, who is very technical as a cornerback. His feet are fantastic. He's got patient feet, patient hands. Yeah, he's physical. I mean, this is going to be a great matchup to watch. So excited to watch it. Uh, Chris, before we get out of here, let's do predictions. What What do you think? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I am I got 30 to, let's say, 14. That's all I'm going to give us this weekend. I'm sorry. 30, sorry, 14. Broncos family. Wow. Sorry, Broncos wow. family. That's okay. The Dolphins are hot right now. They are. They, I'm sorry, Broncos family. Hot, I'm sorry. Um, I, okay, I'm and no say, Justin Simmons, yeah, no, no uh, who else are we missing? Uh, no Justin Simmons. I, I mean, I think that's the, really the big that injury. That's yeah. a key loss, you yeah. know, to me. Caden Stearns was already out because we have all young safeties. Too. I think he's, the yeah, you know, yeah, he doesn't, he Justin doesn't come out the game, yeah, you know. Yeah, so when you lose a guy like him, um, you know, we don't have a – we're not a veteran. Uh, mm -hmm. Our secondary, you know, after Kareem and Jay, it's not very veteran. You know, it's no. a lot of young guys. Pat's still young. Yeah. Right? He's still – even though he's still one of the top guys in the league, he's only – this is year three for him. He seems right? like – he seems like a pretty quiet guy. Like, he's a – like, not not as, like, a negative thing. He's a quiet leader. Yeah. Like he's not going to be the guy that's super outspoken and rah-rah. And like, you know, yeah. Justin, I feel like, is – Justin's like kind of in between. I feel like, like right. he he has his moments of rah rah, but then he's also very calm, cool, and collected. Um, mm -hmm. Really, you know, which can bring the most out. But he and Kareem together, 
I mean, that's a really good blend of, of personality. Um, and so missing Justin is going to be really rough. Um, Actually, I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to okay. say 31. I'm going to give us 24. Okay. That's fair. I, I think that that's fair. I, I'm going to say possibly 30 because we're playing a weaker defense to me, in my opinion. Yeah. I, they, so they, have they, could, they could score 30. They have they have a lot of holes. Like they they are mm -hmm. on paper, they're a really good defense. You know, if you add Jalen Ramsey into that, we can probably yeah. have that conversation of there's gonna be yeah. a shutdown game. Uh, because having to face Howard and Ramsey and Cam Smith, yeah. and like it, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 35 to 27. Dolphins. I think that it's going to be a higher scoring game. You would love to see the offense put up 30 in this in this situation, but I just don't think that's going to be the case. This is not a second half team right now, and they have to become a second half team. Uh, Tyreek's going to be the key. Yes. If he goes off, ah, we're kind of done. So yeah. that's going to do it for our week three preview. Stay tuned. For the conversation with former Bronco, David Bruton, uh, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, you should be. So subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure that you follow Chris and I on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr. at Patrick Coyote. Make sure you follow the Believe Network to stay up to date on all the great stuff that's going on over at Believe. There's a certain Bronco player, Chris, and I don't know if this is common knowledge. But there is a certain Broncos player who's going to be joining us on Believe with his own show. And it it might be someone who got kicked out of the game last week. I'm not going to say any names, but I'm just going to leave it at that. So Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. All right. We have a very special guest joining us for this episode of Let's Ride as we head into week three against Miami. This guest is a Super Bowl 50 champion. He was a fourth round pick uh, to the Denver Broncos in 2009 out of Notre Dame. Uh, you've got quite the, quite the stats at the bottom of the screen, as we can see there. Former Bronco special team ace David Bruton joining the show. David, nice to meet you. How are you doing first and foremost? I appreciate it. Thanks. Good to see you, Chris. Patrick, nice to meet you. I'm doing yes, well. I'm doing well. Just over here trying to, you know, like Chris said before we started the show, just trying to get people right, keep them healthy. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Well, uh, you were at the Broncos game for week two against the Washington Commanders. You got to witness the 35 to 33 loss. That was a, a tough one for the fans to watch. I'm sure as a as a former player of both organizations, uh, you being there for Alumni Day, though, you were definitely rooting for the Broncos to win that game. Uh, what did you see being down there on the field? You know, all the talk has been about the defense lately and, and their struggles, not so much the offense as it was last year. Uh, but what did you see from the Broncos defense that maybe had you a little bit concerned about things going forward and maybe how to fix it? Oh, um, man, I think there was some I think there were just some mental lapses, right? I think there's some mental mistakes, you know, guys yeah. just going out there trying to make a play, especially when you're reeling and scrambling. 
you know, to try to get a stop, you're up 24-3 at half. And the next thing you know, they're putting points on points on points back mm-hmm. to back to back. How are we how are we going to stop them? Well, somebody's got to make a play. And that's what it's what we talked about in the in our Super Bowl 50 teams. Like when the offense was struggling and think, yo, we got to go out there and make a play. Chris yeah, get a pick, yeah. I get a pick, keep get a pick. These two knock yeah. somebody out. TJ murdered somebody. Like that's that's, <laughs> a, that's yeah. what what it was, right? Bond yeah. where yeah. all the guys up there. Like that's essentially what it was. And but what's happening is that the defense is trying to make a play and they're not in position to do it. Mm-hmm. And when, mm-hmm. now it's just like it's just beating. Now it's like an avalanche out here in Colorado, right? It's like <laughs> yeah, the offense struggled. Now the defense is struggling. Now. Now, crap, is it going to be the special teams next? Like, are we yeah. going to be able to stop this? Right. Right. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was definitely one of those games where it, it was so high. It's that roller coaster of emotions. Like, mm-hmm. so high going up 21-3, to 3, and then all of a sudden, you know, one thing happens, and then it just snowball effect all the way back right. down. Uh, Brute, you've been out of the league for some time now. You know, I, I know I'm curious. I know that. Broncos country is also curious. What have you been up to uh, post-retirement? What are you doing with yourself these days? Man, aside right. from riding on the bike and uh, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it goes, um, we, the, for five years, I went back to school, did two and a half years of prereqs at the University of Colorado, and then did uh, two and a half years of a doctoral physical therapy program. So Wow. became a doctor of physical therapy and opened up my own clinic here between the lines physical therapy so uh nice. just trying to grow that right. that and you know help guys stay healthy and more so more so the high school athletes just be an adjunct for them that's outside yeah. the you know or if they don't have the accessibility to it like there's somebody who's been through it who's lived it mm-hmm. who's been on the table now i'm on the other side of it so yeah that's definitely valuable oh, yeah. insight uh you know being around the high school kids that i coach it's like a, a lot of those kids don't have that type of uh, person in their lives to, to that can give them those real life experience. And I know, Chris, you work with uh, you work with a bunch of high school yeah. kids. You go back to Bixby all the time for for your camp and you guys being there and showing them and, and giving them those real life stories. I mean, Chris, you went undrafted, bro. You were a fourth yeah. round draft pick and, and you had a, a fairly successful career in the NFL. Um, and, and that's just yeah. those stories and, and those insights can really really make an impact in those kids lives uh chris yeah. you got a question for brute oh man i just wanted to say man people always forget how key brute was to the team you know being able to you know be a key dominant person on the special teams you know a lot of times they're triple teaming brute you know he's running down the alley they got three <laughs> people you know they they got the whole team trying to block brute you know it's setting a standard right there and then being able to play defense uh, applying, being able to be a great uh, punt rusher, you know, abl- applying that to bringing pressure off the edge, you know, yeah. along with Vaughn and D-Ware, you know, being able to match up with Titan. I always put the blame on Bruton. Uh, I don't think, <laughs> Bruton, you didn't play in the AFC Championship, did you, Bruton? Nope. nope. See, no, see no. we just talked about this with yeah. Kayvon. Everybody got hurt. And yeah. I end up having to play brute spot, play safety. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I always blame because brute was hurt that game. I know he would have yep. been in that spot, oh, uh, guarding Gronk, man. But uh, it was always key to have a guy like brute because he was his size, you know, his length, being able to match up with tight ends and being able to affect the game, and uh, just a crucial spot to us. We really had no weaknesses. 
in the secondary from every spot to where people attack. So, man, I always just want to salute Brute. And, you know, he's a guy that people don't really know and don't really understand. He was a key part to the no-fly zone. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Brute, yes, sir. What, was it, what was it like? I mean, for like a normal guy like me, what was it like having to guard a, a tight end like a Rob Gronkowski in the NFL? Well, shoot, man. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like challenge accepted, right? Like challenge, challenge accepted. That's that's yeah. yeah. With our Super Bowl Fifty here, you know, we I think we established the precedent on defense and training camp. Like, yo, everybody can start. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. competing. Like, me and D. Stu were competing yeah. for the starting job. Like, and then we have yeah. TJ, and then there's competition. Like, Roby could have started anything, right? Like, we just had yeah. all the way through through our secondary. So it was like, yeah. You know, I know Chris, I know Akeem, I know when Rogue comes in, they're gonna hold hold their thing down. And like my job yeah. is to cover the tight ends. Like, yeah, give me give me Rob. Like I didn't have any fear. Give me yeah. And it's like, heck, you can't take away from the defensive line. Heck, yeah. we didn't have to cover long either. So like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, and you go out there as a pro, it's like your game plan, you study, all this, that, and the other, but at the end of the day, you got to go out there. It's, you got to beat your man, and that's yeah, that's right. Cool. And Wade Phillips, all he did was call man. So that's all. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we have to beat them. Right. Man. Yeah. And in today's game, you have to have three safeties. It's yeah. the same way that you have to have three corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's just the way the game is. And your third safety is a starter. Your third corner is a starter. Mm-hmm. And that's the game's wide open. So you got to have guys that can cover. Yep. Facts. Yeah, uh, Brute, you know, one of the, the stats when I was looking over your uh, your profile, one of the stats that kind of shocked me and stood out to me was you have two carries in your career and you have 48 <laughs> rushing yards in your career, two first downs. And I, I put it down at the bottom, 100% success rate. So I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to bring this up in the uh, in this this video, this interview. This was your fake punt against Jacksonville. I want to know what did you guys see during your game plan that led you to to just rip off this huge gain? I mean, this is this is incredible stuff. I mean, look at you. You're just standing straight up. No one's even paying attention, and you just take off down the side. What did you guys see that you were like, "Yeah, I'm taking this thing and I'm going." Man, you know, uh, Coach Rogers, our special teams coach, he uh, installed that into our game plan um, yeah. and knew that they like to be a, in a light box. And they had that floater guy, as you've seen in that video, the seventh guy on the box was over there to our our right. So it's like, okay, well, as long as Brewer can get up to that next level, I'm at least able to get around that corner. And I'm not no slow guy, so I know I was going to be able yeah. to you know, I know <laughs> yeah. four speed. Uh, so yeah, Coach Rogers in that point at that play, he he called it. But then if you go to that Kansas City one, mm-hmm. it was after a penalty, and I said, I'm gonna call it. So I called it, I self-called that one myself. It's like, well, they were an eight-man front. Oh, now they dropped to a six-man front. They're expecting us to right. still punt it. Now I know everybody's tired. I'm gonna take it. So I just ended up calling my own number right there. And that's the great thing. Coach Rogers gave me the green light to make calls, to make changes, to move guys around. And I just allude back to the defense because me and TJ were actually talking about this alumni weekend and at D Ware's Hall of Fame. Like, I'd come in, it's like, hey, yo, TJ, you blitz. D Stu, you cover. I'll go into the middle. Like, and then, you know, 
Akeem, Chris, and Roby, they did their own thing. Hell, like I said, Wade was in We would just us as the as our safeties, we would just go in there and like just rotate, have a carousel so nobody knew what the heck we were doing. Yeah, right. it's good to have that that flexibility and, and honestly having the, the coaches trust you to make those decisions and, and have them work out, that's huge. And, and that's part of that winning football culture is being able to trust your guys and, and have your guys execute. Like you can just tell a guy, Hey, I need you to do this. And knowing that they're going to, to do that and execute it properly. That's gotta be nice. Um, Bru, I wanted to ask you, um, as a special teams coach, uh, we, we're seeing a lot of transformity in special teams with kickoff rule changes. Um, you know, the XFL has their own kickoff uh, design that they're doing. Uh, There's certain rules that they're changing on punt return and, and punt. Um, how has special teams changed in your eyes since you played? And what can be done to keep special teams as an integral part of the game? Man, so there's been, like you said, there's been a lot of changes. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I would have made it seven years in this climate because it, it's taken away a lot of areas that I've made plays like kickoff, mm -hmm. kick return. Unless yeah. if I didn't have punt return, like would I really have any true value on the team for those first five, six years of, of my career, Fair. Of my career, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I understand that they're trying to make the game safe. That's that's the, the point of it, right? But right. At the end of the day, you're taking away you're taking away opportunities for other guys to have a career, to have success. We already have a our career length is what average what just under three years, maybe right around three years. Yeah, like three yeah. years. And a lot of those guys are the special teams guys. Now you're shorten shortening their lifespan in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um my thing, man, is like whatever opportunity you can get, if you're not a starter, you try to be on every single special teams. Yeah. Like there's right. no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, if you are just on kickoff return, just know you're expendable. Like, unless you're on every four, all four of them, you're you're expendable. Yeah. Right? And that's right. That's, that's the nature of the game right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that I try to tell my kids all the time, like, you, you got to get on special teams. You can't just stand on the bench. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to stand on the sideline and you're not going to – you don't want to get in on special teams and make an impact, it, it's going to be tough for you to get on the field. And right. there was a there was a, a moment it, during my second season of of my true special teams uh, coaching where it kind of they clicked like it, they got it. They understood we blocked right. four we blocked a punt in like four straight games. Mm -hmm. uh, we averaged like we had a streak of like 17 straight punts that went unreturned like mm -hmm. it, and and it made a big difference in mm -hmm. the game. And they saw that and they were like, OK, I yeah. get it now. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So. Very, very people don't know that's how i made it in the league you know yeah. hey gunner you know yeah hey, down there hey i'll take that first yeah man that's how you get in the league man you got to take advantage of those opportunities and special teams is it opens up the door for a lot of people you know to be able to have a long career so yeah like bruce like, saying they're taking slater. it out the game oh man slater, slater. Man, they used to just give Slater Pro Bowls, man. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> me started. You know, it was either, you know, it was either, it was three guys. You know, we had three. It was three elite guys, really, in the AFC. You know, I would say Stucky, Brute, yeah, uh, Slater. But man, come on, man, they were just giving Slater Pro Bowls. Brute to have a better stats. I'm like, come on, 
and you make it more impact. This guy's Pro Bowl every time. So it's yeah. I don't even know how many Pro Bowls he has. He probably he, set a record. He's at twelve. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got twelve or something like. like yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's been in the league for like 17, 18 years now. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. is he still in the league? Yeah. He's still, oh my god. Yeah, he's still. He got a Pro Bowl last year. No. He's, yeah, he's, like, there's, no, no, there's, there's no other special team case in the AFC. Like, none. No. Like, think about it. Like, you said Stucky. You said yeah. myself. Hey, Kareem yeah. Osgood was there, too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Osgood was there. Like, are you, yeah. are you serious? How's this man getting it? And I remember Super Bowl 48. It's like, if we didn't make the Super Bowl, Patriots did, I would have been a pro bowler. Yeah. Right. Teams, like, I would have made a lot more money the next year. I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, dang. Oh man! Right, man. They just gave it to Slater, man. But yeah, it's uh, Brute. I got one more question before we let mm -hmm. you go. Uh, what would you add? You think the health benefits wise, you know, to the NFL? What do you think that we're missing in the game? Uh, you know, to be able to, you know, longer our careers. You know, keep us healthy on the field. What do you think is missing out there? Man, uh, I think a lot of guys take take their their self care very seriously. Right. I think that's. That's the great thing. What what I think needs to be changed is the whole the whole mindset that it has to stay within the locker room. It has to stay in the training room. Right. Yeah. I think right. I never use that philosophy. Yeah. I think yeah, health, I agree. I think healthcare in general is a holistic approach. So why are we limiting it to just the training room? And mentally, right. if you think about the mental aspect, you had a rough day at practice, you had a rough practice week, you had a rough game. Why do you want to stay in the facility and get treatment where everything's just feels like it's piling on you. So mental health aspect, you're getting another set of eyes on you. You get to be be yourself outside of the locker room. You can turn things off and just just vibe. I think there's there's that there's still that control dynamic within mm -hmm. some locker rooms that's like everything has to happen within the house. And that's not the yep. case anymore. You already have guys going out looking outsourcing for different types of care. So I think that's the the big change. Guys know that it's their body, it's their mind. They got to take care of it. But do do are they getting that are they getting that grace to go do it without being judged or being critiqued or yeah getting catching 21 questions when they come into the locker room if they find out so yeah i think right. definitely a shift there i think i think it's happening around the league but you know i'm sure there's still teams there's still some old heads out there who run the training rooms that are just like nope, yeah here you gotta yeah. do it here you gotta do it here yep yeah yeah man the saints man my saints last year they were the best at it you yeah. know, they were allowing guys, you know, to bring in anybody, you know, to try to help their team, you know. Mm -hmm. They were setting up the rooms and everything. I'm like, man, the Saints is yeah. where it's at, man. They take care of their players for sure. That's, yeah, that's that's different because I can say somewhere. <laughs> I know. Care. I know a lot of spots. I, like yeah. that. <laughs> I was going to say there's a, I mean, friend of the show, Mario Vitanzi, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. can definitely attest to what you're talking about, Bruce. So, yeah. Um, you know, Brute, thank you so much for your oh, time. Yeah. Uh, again, joining Let's Ride with Chris Harris and myself. Over 1,400 career snaps on special teams, uh, 191 tackles, 18 PBUs. Uh, salute to you for that one. 18 PBUs is a big one. Uh, but two carries, 48 career rushing <laughs> yards, two first downs, 100% success rate if you need a running back. Call this man, former Broncos, <laughs> Super Bowl 50s champion, David Bruton. Thanks so much, Brute. Appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. Chris, yes, good to see you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brute.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.